fake news. Uh, I went to L.A. last week, and I was performing in San Jose. I had to go see my kids. Man, I had to have some daddy-daughter time. And also work. I was in San Jose at the San Jose Improv. The San Jose Improv is very fun. Uh, if you've never been to San Jose, they have a very famous taco spot that you should all check out. They have orange sauce. It's pretty good. Uh, the San Jose Improv is like a mini theater. It's actually a theater. I don't want to say mini theater because that diminishes what it actually is. But it has upstairs and downstairs. It's, it's one of the dopest improvs in the country. Uh, I was out there Thursday through Saturday, then went back home Sunday. What did I do Sunday? I ain't do shit Sunday. Did I do anything Sunday? Nah. I chilled at the house Sunday, and then Monday uh, I did the comedy. So, oh yeah, and the what the Wednesday, Wednesday when I was in LA, I did the comedy store. Uh, that was fun. Uh, you know, I got to perform for those vaccinated, double boosted LA people. It's always fun performing for them. Uh, and then you know, uh, Monday Kill Tony was off, uh, but you know we record in advance. So you'll still have a Kill Tony, but there will be there will be two weeks without Kill Tony. Uh, so I didn't have to be back in Texas Monday. Came back to Texas on Tuesday. Yeah, yesterday. And then I head back out this weekend, bro. The life of a comic. Um, but it was fun. I was in L.A. The weather was good. Uh, I wasn't able to make it to Skank Fest. Uh, I was tired from San Jose. I really wanted to be at Skank Fest. I heard everybody had a great time, and uh, I heard multiple people say that it was one of the best ones. Uh, I know Dave Attell was there, Shane Gillis, uh, Luis J. Gomez, Zach Amico, all those guys. Hans went, um, William went, Tony went, but uh, I couldn't make it, man. I was exhausted. Five shows in, in three days is tiresome, regardless of what you guys may think is very tiresome. But I'm glad to be back in Austin, even though I'm only here for like two days. And then I got to get back out to hit the road, man. Uh, you know, the grind. You got to grind, man. You got to grind. Uh, but, yeah, that was pretty much my week. Uh, same old, same old. Uh, you know, I uh, can't wait to do Kill Tony until it comes back. I think the first day we started back recording again is October 31st, which is Halloween. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, maybe y'all can send me some suggestions on costumes. I don't know what I'm thinking, but maybe I could be uh, something for Halloween. Growing up in my mom's house, she used whatever had whatever we had at the house to make my costume. So uh, I guess maybe that's why I'm not really into costumes. But now that I can actually buy a decent costume, I think I might actually be something for Halloween. We'll see. Uh, I ain't doing no trigger to treating, but you know, Sixth Street gonna be pretty crazy. So we'll 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 we we will see exactly uh, what we have going on. Uh, so you know, uh, I'm a big Kanye West fan. Uh, I'm always wearing his shoes, and I feel like when you rock with somebody, you're supposed to rock with them, whether it's good or it's bad. Like that's that's just. That's just how I feel, but some people don't feel that way. Some people are like, oh, we're canceling gay, especially a lot of people in the black community. Are like, we're canceling gay. He's doing too much. He's being disrespectful. He just wants attention. That's why he wore the White Lives Matter shirt. That's why he did this. That's why he did that. Or is there Kardashian curse? Uh, when you get with a Kardashian, you're never right. But could those people, like... <laughs> They act like mental illness and other stuff and people are not themselves in general. 
if he wasn't with a Kardashian, would you blame it? Like, I feel like Kanye has been Kanye the whole time. He just now has the money to where he don't care. When you're worth billions of dollars, do you really care what anybody thinks? I speak my mind now, and I'm not even worth a million. So imagine when I get a million, the stuff out in a billion? When I get a billion, <laughs> y'all can't tell me nothing. There's there's a correlation between people who have to rely on themselves and the people that speak their mind. Most people who rely on themselves uh, for finances or money tend to speak their mind. Joe Rogan, Kanye West, hella comedians, hella music artists. Like they they speak their minds, and I get it. If you're the average everyday American to where uh you know you have a job, you don't have that luxury because you're like, oh, if I get fired, I if I did everything right, I might have one year's salary saved up. So I and especially if you have a good job, you probably won't say what you're really thinking. But the reason Rogan gets so many listeners and the reason so many people tune into Kanye West is because a large percentage of people Feel the same way they feel. They just don't have the luxury to say it. And fortunately, comedians and entertainers, once they've made their own way, or you're coming to see... Because Kanye has sold most people on his personality. He always, to me, had a don't give a damn, don't give a fuck type personality. And that's what really made me a fan of his. Because from the beginning, he was like, I'm the best rapper. I'm better than you. That that was the... And that's... That's the type of narcissistic behavior you have to have to be the best in the world. In in my opinion, if you're if you're everybody who is successful in the entertainment realm is a narcissist. Even though you might be like, oh, they're a good person, or you know, they're humanitarian, or they 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 look out for everybody, or they do this for that person, uh, they're a narcissist. That's the only way to make it. Uh, what is the book called? 48, 48 Laws of Power? Is that the book? 48 Laws of Power? Or uh, can't think right now. Uh, the Art of War. The Art of War. The War of Art. It teaches you how to basically play a dummy to get in certain positions of power. And then when you get into that position of power, you can kind of flex your muscle, if that makes sense. Uh, but let's read this article. Um, let's read this article. So, as you guys know, uh, Kanye West, uh, he went on Drink Champs, uh, which is Noriega and uh, what's the other DJ name? Uh, their podcast this past week, and uh, he said some things. So, so George Floyd, Candace Owens, Drink Champs could be pulled into $250 million lawsuit. Because George Floyd's daughter said she is traumatized. All right. Um, so at one fifth, I'm saying, what I love so much about George Floyd's family lawyer is how they keep talking to TMZ about lies in my documentary, but keep neglecting, keep neglecting to specify what the lies were. My documentary told no lies. They are simply angry that we exposed theirs and are running PR for BLM. Uh, Candace Owens tweeted that. Um, she continues, the George Floyd story was the greatest lie ever spun by our media. My documentary successfully exposed their lies, and people are understandably shocked at how twisted and sick our media is in their commitment to control the masses. 
There may be more people who have to answer for what Kanye West said about George Floyd, Candy A, Candace Owens, uh, N-O-R-E, and Diddy's Revolt TV could soon be in the legal hot seat too. The legal team's uh, repping Floyd's young daughter, Gianna, tells TMZ any and all possible defendants are on the table as they continue to be made on Drake Champs. Uh, and what I have to say about this is uh, all these family members that are profiting off of his death are no better than BLM. Uh, these family members who are, you know, okay, given his daughter, but the family members who, who, who are trying to seek $250 million dollars uh, where were you at when he needed a place to stay? Uh, you never went to go get his belongings. Uh, did y'all visit him while he was in prison? So why do you feel like you can profit off of his death? Um, this is the problem that I have when it comes to some people in, in, in my community and especially BLM. Y'all know how much I talk about them. Uh, how, why and how did, what? If you cared so much about him, would he have been in the position that he was in? Like, where are you guys when, when people are alive? Where are you? Now he dies. Now they're traumatized. Now they want to profit off his death. These people didn't give him a place to stay. They didn't go pick up his belongings from his apartment. It's kind of shady to me. One of the attorneys, Kay Williams, says, Candace is an obvious would-be co-defendant as the remarks Ye made were a, a direct reflection of stuff she put out in her documentary, The Greatest Lie Ever Sold. Williams says there are blatant lies mentioned in the film. Uh, Nero Witherspoon, another lawyer on the case, says Ye's comments have re-traumatized Gianna or Gianna, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, all over again, as she's been exposed to the new content. Weatherspoon notes that while they mentioned suing for defamation in their press release, the actual suit would be rooted in intentional infliction of emotional distress and misappropriation because you can't legally defame a dead person and yay didn't mention George's family. Exactly. I was about to say, how do you defame a dead person? Like, there's nothing yay can say to him and he's deceased that will defame him to where like you'll say it and he won't get a job. Uh, still both Williamson and Witherspoon make it clear it's open season on anyone who per, uh, per perpetrated, ugh, who perpetrated, I can't even talk right now, perpetuated lies about George Floyd. Candace and Kanye are the clear targets because they're the most popular. I'm sure other people have said so. However, you have to imagine the folks behind Drink Champs, Revolt TV included, could be in their crosshairs as well. Uh, one final member of the team, attorney Pat Dixon III, gets into even more detail about what exactly Gianna is going through emotionally, not to mention her mother. Uh, he tells us they're going down this road to preserve George's legacy for both him and his family. Like we said, the suit hasn't been filed yet, but Gianna's lawyers have already signaled an amount of money they want at least $250 million. And not to forget, Ye donated $2 million, if I'm not mistaken, to her college fund. And how does a documentary or, like, is this, since Alex Jones, are people just coming at the throat of any celebrity with money when they say something? Because if, because if, if 60 Minutes Back in the day, 
aired a Jeffrey Dahmer documentary. Could the families of the people that that interview re-traumatize them? The Netflix special, can they not say that that re-traumatized them? A documentary on, like, where do we stop? I don't think this lawsuit has any legs. Uh, and if I know anything about Candace Owens and Kanye West, I truly believe that both of them will spend a lot of money to defeat, to, to win this lawsuit. If there's anything I know about them, especially Kanye West, because he reminds me of myself a little bit. And, and if there's anything that I know, uh, they will definitely spend any amount. Um, I back Kanye. Uh, I understood what he was saying when he wore the White Lives Matter shirt. He was just trying to show the hypocrisy across the board. Uh, I think people are quick to judge and they don't really listen to what he says because everything that he says is what happens. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of genius and people can say, you know, he he's having a, an episode, but I mean... Geniusness and insanity. They they walk a, a, a tight rope with each other. I, that's just how... The more genius you are, the crazier you're going to be. The more talented you are, the more crazy you're going to be. And it's more likely that you will have a lot of vices and a lot of issues. Uh, the whole world is crazy as hell. Like, <laughs> everything... Everybody's crazy. Every... every you, you can't convince me otherwise. The quarantine... Uh, the lockdowns, they brought out the mental health issues in everybody. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw the headlines this weekend, but there's there's a more lethal strain of COVID created in the Boston University lab, research says. Uh, so researchers at Boston University say hey, they have developed a new COVID strain that has an 80% kill rate following a series of similar experiments first thought to have started the global pandemic that began in China. The variant, a combination of Omicron and the original virus in Wuhan, killed 80% of the mice infected with it. The university said when mice were only exposed to Omicron, they experienced mild symptoms. The research was conducted by a team of scientists from Florida and Boston at the school's National Emerging Infectious Disease Laboratories, they ex they exacted they extracted the spike protein from Omicron and attached it with the strain first detected at the onset of the pandemic that began in Wuhan, China. They then documented how mice reacted to the hybrid strain. In mice, while Omicron stays uh, stays mild, uh, non fatal infection, Omicron S carrying virus inflicts severe disease with a mortality rate of eighty percent. They wrote in a research paper. The new strain has five times more infectious viral particles than the Omicron variant, researchers said. Fox News has reached out to the university. COVID-19 was first found to have come from a wet market in Wuhan. We already knew that. Uh, <clears throat> These nerds are trying to kill the cool kids. They were, they are like, <laughs> it's payback. For stuffing all these guys in lockers when we were younger, man. They they are getting their payback now because they are in these labs cooking up something to take these people out. Uh, so I understand where the anti-bullying campaign is coming from because now they're like, I can't physically beat you up, 
but I can produce a virus that kills 80% of people that it comes in contact with, and I'm the only one who has the vaccine or, or knows how to treat it. Um, I don't know what this says about humanity. Like, what does this say? Like, when you have something that's already deadly, you have to make a more infectious version of it? Leave it alone. Like, I don't, I don't know the mortality rate of COVID right now, but I'm sure it's fairly high given the amount of people that, you know, passed from it in the past, what are we, in year three since 2019? Um, it... I have no idea how to respond to this. I don't know how to react to this. Uh, I did see some, when I was looking at this article and I saw it on Instagram, I saw a few people, you know, how a few conspiracy theories, even though a lot of conspiracy theories are right nowadays, saying that they're saving this for the midterm elections. And I'm like, no, no, do not. Like, I, but if you've had the original strand and you had Omicron, does this make you immune to this version that they've created. I, like, I have so many questions. Like, will this accidentally be released from this Boston laboratory? Like, it's weird if you ask me. Um, this one chick said that she's dating so many men, men that she needs an Excel spreadsheet to organize her love life. Um, a TikTok user, Emily, shared a spreadsheet of how she keeps track of all the men she's dating. How many are you banging? She's getting down to business. A woman has gone viral with her highly organized dating strategy, creating an Excel spreadsheet to keep track of her love interests with detailed notes and photos of them. A TikTok user named Emily, who goes by CrumbleTumble00, shared her dating tracker, as she calls it. It's a detailed document starting with a state of checkable boxes, Listing classifications from new to the mix. It's over all the way to we made it. The spreadsheet also includes notes and stats for each guy, including name, insider nickname, phone number, a photo, age, and profession. Um, now I'm looking at her, and she is n she is not the best looking. Uh, the relationship single minds for info on her potential suitors and potential red beliefs. She also lists whether or not a guy has a car, if he likes the. With your face, you shouldn't give a damn if a guy had a car. He could Uber your ugly ass over to his house. If he likes dogs, I hate dogs. Uh, not all. They're, they're cool. I, I don't have time. But I'm probably not going to like your dog because you're probably not going to have any discipline. He's probably not going to listen to you. He's probably going to jump all on me. Uh, Brownie points if he wants one. And if he has allergies, playfully noting, don't want to kill the guy. Jeez Louise, bro. A red tab is used to keep track of her nose. All of the fellows she's totally rejected, while an orange tab keeps track of those that are just friends. She puts guys in the friend zone. In order for me or to justify you dating so many men, like yeah, I could date 100 girls. I could right now have a hundred women, but how would they look? The, like there has to be some level of acceptance. It's like if you say you make money, but if you make a dollar, like you can make a dollar an hour and be like, and you can literally say I make money all day, but at what level? Like 
this girl can say she dates so many guys, but what do they look like? Because I'm looking at you, and the math ain't mathing, shawty. I'm trying to figure it out. I want to know what these guys look like. I want to know their profession. You live in Chicago. I was only in Chicago for a short period of time, a few days, but I imagine there are some well-to-do, good-looking guys there that would pass you up. You got the nerve to say you put a guy in the friend zone? Jeez Louise. All right. If she and a potential match have a great conversation, she'll decide to meet up in real life. Then after the date, she'll document how it went with detailed notes on where the date took place and what she liked or didn't like. The video is striking a chord, rake again more than 2 million views. This is crazy. She said her 61-year-old best friend did this 30-plus years ago and was dating 10 men at one point, one user commented. Such a queen. Uh, the fact that you have a 61-year-old best friend lets me know all I need to know. The only people I hang out with that are 60 are my mom. <coughs> That's about it. I don't hang out with anybody who's 60. A comedian, but we don't hang out. They would just be my associate. Um, I couldn't, I'm not, first of all, no man. This is how simple men are. And this is how complicated women are. Uh, this girl, men are so simple. Uh, we We put... You know, some men put stuff like check, like a green check mark or, or something else to remind them of a girl or like it will be seeing you again. Like, I mean, I have dated before and not saved some girl's number. And when they text me, I had to go through the text messages, remember who the hell it is. But this is how complicated women are. Men, we are easy. It is easy to coexist with a man. I don't know why women make it so complicated. It is so easy to coexist with a man. All we want is good vagina head and food and and not that many complaints the the less you talk the better i i don't know if i'm gonna write a relationship book for women and it's gonna be one page long <laughs> it's not you don't you, you i can tell every woman right now how to get married meet a man shut the fuck up give him some head and throw it back every now and again, and gag. You want to get married? Do those three things, and don't complain. Like when a man walks in the house, he don't want to hear about your day. He don't. He don't want to hear no problems. I don't care if the roof caved in in our bedroom. Let me sit on the sofa first and vape and turn on the TV, and maybe rub them on my penis, and then tell me that the roof fell in. Don't 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 prematurely tell me that the roof fell in. I don't care. I'm home. It's, 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 she got to have an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> That's how complicated some women are, bro. She got to have a, a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet to let her know if she's compatible with another man. You know who I'm compatible with? Any girl I can nut in. That's who the hell I'm compatible with. Can I nut in you? We're very compatible. I'll take you out. We'll chill. We'll watch YouTube videos together. You can come to my shows. I'm compatible with you if I can let in you. And, and if you got, as long as I ain't got to be tussling with your baby daddy or none of your ex-boyfriends, we are very compatible. It's not that hard. 
it's really not that hard. It's 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 fairly simple. How to keep a man, ladies? Is the, the how y'all lose men is because y'all come uninteresting. Y'all start talking about shit we don't give a damn about. We don't. We. That's why every girl needs a home girl. You need multiple friends that you can meet up with to go to brunch every weekend to tell them all the bullshit you want to tell us that we don't give a damn about. I encourage women I date to go to brunch because I don't want to hear it. Like, let me give you $100 when you go to brunch because I get out of my fucking face because I don't want to hear nothing you talking about. Honestly. I don't need a... I don't, I'll, I'll never need a spreadsheet to let me know if the girl that I'm interested in is compatible for me to date her. It's, because then you base it off of check marks and, 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 and pie charts and graphs and there'll be no connection. I don't, I don't put expectations on most things in life because it always leads to disappointment. Like, how can you write a... I can't write an... Exp, it, it, I have to hang with you to know if I want to put you in the friend zone. I'd be like, oh, okay, we might have hooked up, but, yeah, I don't see myself, you know, going any further with her because it, it just wasn't a vibe. And some girls you hang with the first time, and you're like, oh, this is a vibe, and I don't want you to leave, and can you come over right now, and can you can you rub my back, and stuff like that. It's... Throw the, it, she... She's going to get married to a guy she doesn't want to be with, first of all. That's exactly what's going to happen with this Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. She's definitely going to get married to somebody she don't give a damn about, and she's going to cheat on him or leave, or you you, you know the other option. What they, she'll, she'll go missing. She'll go on a hike, and she'll go missing. That's what will happen in that situation because she based her relationship on a spreadsheet. Like, oh my God, he has too many red flags. Most of the guys with red flags have, you will have the most fun. Date a guy with a lot of red flags. It, it might not last long, but I guarantee you he will be more fun than your last few boyfriends off of that Excel sheet combined. I can almost guarantee it. Throw away your books, throw away your relationship. Post, throw away your throw it away and just date based on vibes. Step out of your comfort zone. I've heard girls say, "I don't date guys with kids." Well, yo, loss. Go get with a loser without kids. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not finna sit here and beg and plead for you to accept me. Like, if you don't date guys with kids, move along. That's the best I can say. Move along. Do y'all think that honestly, and uh, this chick will will, and and see that's the thing, uh, like she's not gonna meet this prince charming because she has too many checklists. So when when the guy that she's actually meant to be with doesn't check one of the boxes, she's gonna overlook him for a square. Stop basing y'all relationships off of Disney movies, girls. Too many of y'all watch Cinderella and think that that's real, or The Little Mermaid, and you think that's how you you think your you think your man is gonna come put a slipper on your foot, and you got to get home before midnight before your carriage turns into a pumpkin or whatever it was. It's you're 
your Prince Charming will never come. Date guys, they got the red flags. That's all right. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, let's get into these Dear David. And remember to send me a Dear David. Uh, email it to book David Lucas at Gmail, and I will read it on the podcast every week. Uh, make sure you send it to book David Lucas at Gmail. I'll answer any relationship questions, relationship advice, life advice, or just anything you need in general. All right, so what up, David? Big fan. I'm Wyatt, 25 years old, located in Riverside County, California. I'm getting out of the Army in a couple of weeks, and I'm looking for a new job. The VA is hooking me up, so I don't really have to worry about food or shelter ever again. Before the Army, I was in a band and really loved film and music production. I'm a huge Boston Red Sox fan, even <laughs> even though they suck. I worked at Labor Warehouse for a few years, and I'm good at it. Uh, drive a mean forklift, but that shit's not it. In the Army, I do administrative office shit. Hate it, not for me. Sitting at a desk all day, but also pretty good at it. Growing up, I love building stuff with my dad and grandpa, like outdoor structures, planners, shit like that. I have no formal training because, uh, besides the military courses that nobody in the civilian world cares about, and I hate school. I decay what I want to do. Should I go back to something I know, like a warehouse or office, and just settle for doing what I want on my free time? Or should I find something totally new? I ain't trying to be some dude that hates his job for the rest of his life. But like IDK, it just feels like there's nothing else for me. Also, tell Tony they based broke back. Also, tell Tony they based broke back mountain off his wet dreams. <laughs> uh, Wyatt, the best piece of advice I can probably give you is: it sounds like you're in a good position in the army. Uh, I'm, I'm not the most knowledgeable at how the army goes, but if you really again or do like the reserve and. Find you a carpenter or, or somebody like that who you can uh, have a mentorship with. Shadow them. And if you really like building stuff, I just do it with them. But uh, you're still young enough and you're at that age. 25 is when men kind of start figuring they are 25 to 27 is when men kind of start figuring it out and, you know, realize what they want to do. So, I mean, the fact that you went to the military, thank you for your thank you for your services, buddy. Um I think you're ahead of the curve. Uh, at, at the age of 27, 28, 29, some men have already graduated college, have $100,000 worth of debt, and realize they're in a dead-end profession that they hate. So it doesn't sound like you have any college debt. And uh, like I said, you're still young uh, to, to get a trade, like uh, welding. Welding's a six-figure job. Uh, plumbing, you know. Uh, I read an article in a magazine maybe a year or two ago where – uh, because of college, a lot of the skilled laborers, uh, a lot of those jobs need people and they're well-paying jobs, like more money than most college jobs pay after you went for four years. And these jobs take, you know, six to 18 months to learn how to do it. And then, of course, you have like an apprenticeship. So those are some options um, that I would say, but I would definitely like to hear a follow, follow up from you in the next few months. Let me know what you decide if you decide to re-enlist. Uh, or if you decide, you know, to find you a, a mentorship with some or something. And I mean, if you get in a union like in L.A., bro, that's great money. But I do. Thank you for sending that in. So this is Will from Oregon. He's 27. 
Dear David, thanks for bringing my inner laugh back again and just putting me into a better mood. You are welcome, sir. I'm a deliver. I'm a delivery driver. I wish I could bring him along that way. The dogs stay away from me with his dog whistle ass. <laughs> my question for you is: Since living in Texas, have you experienced the barbecue and the chopped and screwed uh, music yet? Thoughts? Yes, I have experienced the barbecue. The barbecue here is phenomenal. Uh, amazing. Very, very amazing. I. Some of the best, bar- like, bro, the barbecue here is so good that I realized my family didn't know how to barbecue when I was younger. Like, I'm like, what was that we were eating? At Like, it was good, but this Texas barbecue is on another level. Um, no chopped and screwed music because that's more so Houston than Austin. But, I mean, Houston is in pretty, you know, pretty close proximity to Austin. Uh, so... I haven't experienced, I've been to Houston a few times. Uh, I don't know they really play it like that anymore. If I don't just go to the places where they play it. But uh, the barbecue is phenomenal. Uh, Hands down, the best barbecue exists in Texas. I've been to Oklahoma. I've been to Kansas City. I've been to South Carolina. I've I've been a lot of places and had their barbecue, man. And I don't think anybody competes with Texas. And I'm down for a challenge. If you think your area has the better barbecue, let me know. And I'll come try it. I love me some barbecue now. Thank you, buddy. Lamar, 19, South Carolina. Yo, David, love your work. My girlfriend and I have only been together for a couple of months, and she tells me a man is supposed to pay for everything. I agree. A man should take care of their girl, but there's only one problem. I'm in between jobs. I let her use my credit card to go shopping, and she spends a lot. Plus, we haven't even had sex yet. You are an idiot. She tells me she needs me to prove to her that I'm down for her. Should I ask her if she will spend less? And how do I talk about her sex? And how do I talk to her about sex? Thanks, bro. Big fan. First of all, you're 19. If any girl expects you to give them the world at 19, she's insane and you should run away from her as fast as possible. Second of all, you have given her a credit card and she tells you that you need to prove yourself to her. See, that type of talk is whack, so you should definitely leave for that alone. And don't forget, men treat their wallet the same way women treat their vagina. We guard our wallets, and they guard their vaginas. So uh, you need to turn that credit card off, and you probably need to leave her because the fact that she knows that you're in between jobs and she continues to frivolously spin should let you know. She don't give a damn about you, bro. You're just a sucker that's getting licked right now. So um, go ahead and take that credit card away from her. And if y'all live together, you need to go ahead and let her have that apartment or you need to move out. Uh, if your girl ain't got your back when you down or vice versa, if you ain't got her back when she down, what does a relationship really mean? That's not a girl you want. And that does not sound like long-term success. It just doesn't. Uh, that sounds like a weak person who will continue to drink from a cup that only has a little bit of water. And uh, it seems like once the cup is dry, she'll just move on to the next fool. So, I mean, it's up to you whether you stick around and continue to let her use you. She'll use and, abu- she'll use and abuse you, dog. Uh, so, yeah, man. Uh, I'd say get out. And you're 19. 
don't focus, like, don't worry about a relationship right now, bro. Just get your money. What they shit together will come. So, uh, you are too young to be worried about taking care of a whole household, brother. Uh, you are just now becoming an adult. You're not even really an adult yet. You're still a baby. At 19, we're still pretty dumb. So, uh, run, big dog. Take your credit card back. <laughs> All right. From Chad, 34, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, David, I saw him kill Tony this week. You wrestled Tony. The clip was short. Can you explain what really happened when you and Tony wrestled? Did he beat you like he claimed? I mean, you saw the clip, bro. Uh, I was drunk as hell, tired as hell, and we were messing around. And he, so the clip that I saw, he just, like, moved to my back. And he was, like, two points, and then that was it. But he never pinned me. He never did anything to me. Uh, I was just messing around with him, bro. But, uh, of course, the competitive person in me is going to challenge him again. But this time, it'll be a real wrestling match. And I'll be like, bro, since you thought you really beat me, we're we're really going to wrestle-wrestle. So I'm going to definitely wrestle him again. And uh, you'll see. I'll, I'll let this clip just be this clip. But whatever. But all right, man. That's the end of Dear David. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Fake News. Y'all have a great weekend. Thank you. Continue to like, support, share this video. Uh, hey, love all of y'all, dog. Y'all be easy, man. Fake news. <laughs>